What is up, my friends? Welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. And yes, we are back to daily podcasts because hockey is back as training camps kick off today, Monday, July 13th, 2020, following about four months off due to the global pandemic caused by the coronavirus. Now, whether or not hockey proceeds all the way to the Stanley Cup final is yet to be determined, but we will get into how we got here and why the NHL is kicking back into high gear here in a moment. But first, let me tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Now, there was a lot of hockey news that came out over the weekend, beginning Friday night, with an announcement that the NHL and the NHLPA had agreed upon the return-to-play plan, as well as uh, a four-year extension to the collective bargaining agreement. Not only agreed upon, but it had been uh, ratified after a vote uh, by each side. That has paved the way for training camps to begin here on Monday, including our Boston Bruins, who are gathering at Warrior Ice Arena before I talk about that. I just want to say how much I appreciate all those who stuck with the podcast over the past few months as we got out of our regularly scheduled programming because of the pause. Um, I really appreciate all those who continue to download and listen even once a week. It really meant a lot. And as this is kind of the unofficial kickoff of the second season of Locked On Boston Bruins, I would encourage you to tell all your Bruins-loving friends and family members about the podcast to get them to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, uh, wherever they can get their podcasts. Uh, Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. Uh, People can also follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins, where each new episode is posted, as well as some news and notes and jokes along the way. I, if I haven't mentioned it yet, am your host. My name is Ian McLaren. I uh, previously worked at The Score up here in Toronto for five years as a full-time NHL news editor or hockey news editor, Uh, have since transitioned into a full-time marketing career, but also do some sports writing, hockey writing, and obviously podcasting on the side. You can follow me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. Uh, I think that's everything by way of introduction. If you want to email me, you can do so at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com, or you can do so personally at McLaren at gmail.com. So with that said, let's get into the big update that occurred on Friday. It was announced uh, Friday evening that the NHL and the NHLPA ratified a return-to-play plan and a four-year CBA extension. This came after a 142-day pause, and with a view to dropping the puck on Stanley Cup qualifiers and a round-robin seeding round that will begin on Saturday, August 1st. 
the agreements paved the way for the resumption of the NHL season and looking towards the crowning of a Stanley Cup champion, hopefully by early October. And it also keeps the players and the owners in agreement on collective bargaining through the 2025-2026 NHL season. So as we've discussed, as the details have come about over the last several weeks, 12 Eastern Conference teams will play in Toronto, 12 Western Conference teams will gather in Edmonton. The Conference Finals and Stanley Cup Final will take place in Edmonton. Each team will be permitted to bring a maximum of 52 people into the bubbles in those hub cities, including a maximum of 31 players. The Bruins announced their list of players, and I'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, In keeping with the league's commitment to health and safety of all the participants, each of the 52 club personnel will live inside the secure bubbles. Uh, The hotel assignments were announced last week and will be tested daily for COVID-19, as well as being administered daily temperature checks and symptom screenings. Individuals who might have direct or indirect contact with NHL teams will also be tested daily, meaning any person inside the bubbles, uh, like hotel staff um, and things like that. Any person inside the secure zone who tests positive will immediately be isolated, uh, not necessarily kicked out of the bubble, uh, but just isolated for a certain period of time. With this, uh, there are some concerns about, you know, um, people coming up to Canada without having to go through the required 14-day quarantine period. There's concerns about lack of disclosure in regards to positive tests. The NHL and the PA have said uh, injury information for the playoffs and the qualifying round will be extremely limited. There will be no real designation as to what is afflicting a player. So it could be a foot injury, it could be a concussion, it could be COVID-19. We won't really get any uh, clarity as to how that will work out. Uh, But what we do know is there will be regular testing and players have the opportunity to opt out. The deadline for doing so will be today, Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Already some players have opted out, including one member of the Boston Bruins, which we'll get to here in a moment as well. I talked last week about more of the protocols that will be in place in these hub cities. If you want to go back and listen, uh, feel free. I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of the collective bargaining agreement. That's something I'll talk about on the podcast as it pertains to the Boston Bruins in the offseason with relation to, say, re-signing Tory Krug um, and the RFAs, the flat cap, things like that. But here is what you need to know about the return-to-play schedule. So games have been scheduled on a staggered basis, providing hours of continuous action. Beginning on August 1st, and for the first 10 days of the Cup qualifiers and the seeding round robin, there will be games at noon, 4, and 8 p.m. local time, so that if you're in the Eastern time zone like myself, we'll get a game at noon, and then a game at 2 from Edmonton, a game at 4 here, a game at 6 from Edmonton, a game at 8 here, and then a game at 10 from Edmonton. Now, if you look on NHL.com, there are no times posted for these games yet, but I went to the NHL app, clicked on the TV section, and we see that the Bruins are scheduled to play the Flyers on August 
2nd, which is a Sunday, at 3 p.m. They will then be in action next on Wednesday, August 5th, against the Tampa Bay Lightning at 4 p.m., followed by a game on Saturday, August 8th, against the Capitals at 3 p.m. So expect some afternoon dates for the Bruins when they first uh, get back to play in the seeding round. Other critical dates for the Bruins, as I mentioned today, training camp opens at Warrior Arena. They're going to travel to Toronto on Sunday, July 26th. They'll play, I think, one exhibition game between Tuesday the 28th and Thursday the 30th. I mentioned the round-robin games, and then the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs will begin on Tuesday, August 11th. A complete broadcast schedule will be released in the coming days. So that's what you can expect from the Bruins. And let's turn now to who will be in attendance as training camp kicks in. But before I get to that, let me talk for another quick moment about rockauto.com. For the car enthusiasts out there, if you're looking for a great place to get all the car parts you will ever need, look no further than rockauto.com. They're a family business, which I love. They serve auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you'll see auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. The prices are always reliably low and the same across the board. Their online catalog is unique and extremely easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specs, and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see what's available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in there, how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. On Saturday, the Bruins released a list of players who have been invited to training camp and who will be part of the return to play roster. Remember, teams can bring, I believe, 31 players to the hub cities as well as an unlimited number of goalies. The Bruins have 29 skaters as well as four goalies, and I will list them here for you now in case you missed it and just talk about any notable omissions or um, surprises. So we have from the forward group, the regular NHL roster guys in Patrice Bergeron, Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque, Andre Kasha, David Krejci, Sean Corrali, Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, Nick Ritchie, Chris Wagner, and Joaquin Nordstrom, as well as Par Lindholm. Uh, some guys who have been uh, either bubble guys throughout the year or call-ups from Providence to round out the forward group include Anders Bjork, Anton Bleed, Paul Carey, Trent Frederick, Carson Kuhlman, Zach Sinitian, Jack Stadnika, and Chris Wagner. Now you'll note, if you're counting along, there are only 19 forwards among that group, so uh, they didn't bring the maximum number of players some guys that could have been included you know uh, i had a question on twitter about brett ritchie Uh, he's not really up to that level basically these are all the guys that you would expect to either be on the nhl roster at this point or would be call-ups in uh the case of injury under normal circumstances uh guys like bleed and lindholm coolman 
they were even Bjork fighting for time prior to the pause. And Paul Carey, the captain in Providence, brought up for that veteran presence and uh, younger impact players like Sinitian, Stanika, um, who else? Frederick. Those are guys that, you know, we would expect to crack the lineup as early as next season anyways. So I would expect a lot of these guys will get some time in the exhibition game as well as the round robin as Bruce Cassidy looks to see uh, who's meshing, who's freshest, and who is ready to step up and make an immediate impact. There will be no time to mess around once the playoffs begin. Um, So if someone stands out in those round robin games, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone come out of the lineup in lieu of the younger legs. Now on defense, we have Zdeno Chara, Charlie McAvoy, uh, Tori Krug, Brandon Carlo, Jeremy Lozon, and Matt Grizzlick. Those were the guys who had been in the top six prior to the pause. Along with them, we have Connor Clifton, uh, John Moore, Irho Vakaninen, and Jacobs Boro. The latter two are guys who had been playing on Providence all season and who had come on pretty strong in the latter stages of the season. And again, guys that we would expect to be pushing for a roster spot for next season and who've been brought up because of their um, yeah, pedigree for the way that they played in Providence this season and because it's believed they could step into the NHL lineup if necessary. Now, Kevin Miller is absent from this list as he's clearly not ready to return from injury just yet. And the other player who's missing is Steve Kampfer. And he is one of the NHLers who has decided to opt out. He made the announcement on Twitter on Saturday evening, and he said the following. After speaking with my wife, family, and my agent, I have decided that I'm opting out of the return to play. This was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. My wife and son have congenital heart defects, which can cause complications with COVID-19. We have taken this very seriously. Family will always be my priority. I'll be rooting for my teammates and hope we can bring the cup back to Boston. Everyone stay healthy and safe. Stephen Kampfer. Now, Kampfer is, of course, a serviceable depth defenseman for the Bruins, who, let's be honest, probably wouldn't have played much in this format to begin with. He appeared in three playoff games for the Bruins last season. Uh, He did score a goal against the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, but, you know, was there in case of injury. And clearly, family is most important in this case. I would not hold it against any member of the Boston Bruins if they were to decide to opt out. And um, I respect Steve for making this decision, for prioritizing his family, and I wish him and his family all the best um, and you know, nothing but love for Steve Camfer. Let's uh, make that 100% clear. I believe Don Sweeney appeared on a Zoom call here, um, sorry, on Sunday, and he said, you know, players do have until 5 p.m. Monday to opt out. Steve is the only player who has indicated that he is taking that route, um, and we don't expect any other Bruins players to opt out, but that's still a real possibility until 5 p.m., Eastern on Monday, uh, July 13th, the first day of training camp. 
Now for the goalies, no real surprises as uh, the Bruins will bring, of course, Tuka Rask, Yaroslav Halak, as well as AHLers Dan Vlader and Max Legacy. Uh, some of the younger guys like Kyle Kieser, Jeremy Swayman, not part of this group, and uh, the Bruins going with these four goalies. I'm not really sure what will happen if all four are injured, uh, how they will address that, but you know, let's hope Tuka comes out on top of his game and the Bruins, um, you know, maybe Halak will see some action in one of the round robin games. But if either Flatter or Legacy see game action, then, um, you know, things aren't looking good for our Boston Bruins, to be sure. Now, I am very interested to see how Bruce Cassidy will deploy the forward lines. I think we can pretty much bank on the fact that the defensive pairings will remain the same as they were just prior to the break. As I mentioned, Chara McAvoy, Crew Carlo, Grizzlick Lozon, those pairings had been very effective just prior to the break. The last game, of course, being a shutout win over the Red Hot Flyers. When it comes to the forward lines, obviously we'll have Marshan Bergeron Pasternak up front. I would imagine we'll see DeBrusque with Krejci and Kasia. We'll have Charlie Coyle um, locking down the third line center spot. But then from there, who his wingers will be and what the fourth line will shake out as, I'm not quite sure. You could see, um, I expect Nick Ritchie will get a look on the left side. On the right side, perhaps Anders Bjork or Carson Kuhlman will get a look over there. Um, and then on the fourth line, you'll have Sean Corrali, Par Lindholm, Chris Wagner, Joaquin Nordstrom, maybe even Anton Bleed fighting for time among there. So, you know, based on how the schedule is set, we could see um, a lot of injuries coming up just based on how, you know, quickly things are coming together. Uh, The round robin games are decently spaced out, but once the first round begins, they'll have less than two weeks to complete the seven games if it goes that far. Um, so, you know, that could be a factor as well. And also, like I said earlier, who's freshest, who's ready to go. Um, that will be factors in his decision. So I think really the top seven forwards are set. Um, I think Richie can be pretty well penciled into the third line as well. Uh, maybe swapping with DeBrusque as we saw prior to the break. But, um, I think really the idea is to have, DeBrusque as the top six second line center with Richie Coyle question mark and fourth line. I would imagine it'll be, uh, you know, Nordstrom, Corrali, Wagner, perhaps. So, um, you know, I'd really love to see Coolman on a line with, with Coyle. I think that mix could be really great. And um, Coolman again, has the tools to be a very effective Uh, forward for the Bruins and I think he should get a look uh, as he did last year so yeah all that to say uh, I don't envy the decisions that Bruce Cassidy has to be made I don't hope that injuries make it easier for him and uh, hopefully he's able to find that right uh, combination of forwards and defensemen to maximize the talent on a Bruins roster that amassed 100 points this season, the only team to do so as the President's Trophy winning team. I should add that 
General Manager Don Sweeney hinted that we should not be surprised if David Pasternak and Andre Kasha aren't on the ice on Monday. They were two players who did not participate in the voluntary workouts of Phase 2 and have to go through international quarantine requirements uh, in order to get back on the ice. So, you know, he said within a day, we should be fully up and going, but uh, those two guys probably won't be skating on Monday. Uh, Of the guys that are on the roster that are kind of extras, he said every one of those players has played games with us during the season. We're comfortable that they can contribute at any point in time if they get the opportunity to jump in the lineup. You just don't know. For the restart, we'll have all 31 players available to us, and those players have all been an integral part of what we've tried to accomplish through the course of this year. They've all earned the right to be here. Uh, He did say, you know, the group is really mentally strong. They lean on each other and all the resources available. So he's not too worried about getting back up to speed, although they do have a short window of time to get up to full speed. So hopefully guys are ready to go right away. In relation to the cap, you know, It's going to be a flat cap next year. It's going to remain at $81.5 million. That could cause some problems when it comes to Tory Krug, Jake DeBrusque, who we've talked about on the podcast, as well as um, Anders Bjork, Matt Grizzlick. Don Sweeney said, We tried operating in a situation where we're treating every player fairly from a compensation standpoint. Around the league, you're facing players with arbitration. Try to do as much forecasting as possible where the pieces of the puzzle will fit together. We have some decisions to make. We have to make some hard ones, no different than any other team, now that we have an understanding of what the parameters of the cap and mechanisms of the new CBA will be going forward. Zdeno Chara will also be a UFA. Joaquim Nordstrom, Kevin Miller, to a lesser degree, will be a priority. Um, And Sweeney said, I think we'll have to take it case by case. He's not going to be overly aggressive as we go through training camp, but um, if something makes sense during phase three, phase four, then he said we will do it in order to get some guys um, signed long-term or even short-term on a bridge-type deal. Some players are very particular about not having those conversations until we're done, and we respect that as well. We'd be in position to have those conversations. We'll touch base with every one of them, including the RFAs, that need to know that they're going to be when we start up next year, where they're going to be when we start up next year. Finally, he said, you know, we're all in this together. The competition is going to start back up. There's been a lot of communication with other general managers. Each and every one of us has reached out to other sports to see how they're managing and how their players feel, what protocols we can individually put in place that may alleviate some of their concerns. The league has done a great job to try to get us to the doorstep, and we'll have to see how we react moving forward. All that to say, kind of the discussions, negotiations, parameters, protocols, that's kind of been the easy part in all of this. And now this is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. The skates hit the ice, to be more literal about it. And, you know, some players are opting out. I'm sure others will have some concerns as they leave their families and enter these bubbles. And to get from 
today, the beginning of training camp till early October when it's projected the Stanley Cup will be handed out. So many things have to fall in place. Um, and there's so much room for things to go off the rails in a very bad way. And so, yeah, I hope um, you all understand that where I'm coming from, I have very mixed feelings about hockey coming back. I miss it dearly. I miss these Bruins dearly. I desperately want them to be able to have a shot at winning a Stanley Cup uh, after falling short last year. But on the other hand, um, you know, I care about these people as human beings and want everyone to be as safe as possible. So if there's even a hint that things are going awry and that, you know, a lot of players are going to get sick, then I hope the NHL does the right thing and pulls the plug and doesn't allow it to become a worst case scenario. So, yeah, hope you guys uh, agree with that take. If you don't, that's totally fair. It's very um, easy to have mixed emotions at this point, and and that's totally fine. Um, So, yeah. Let me know what you think at LO at underscore Boston Bruins or locked on Boston Bruins at gmail.com. Uh, always here for you guys and uh, respect whatever opinions you may have to share with me. As always, let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. Going back to, you know, COVID-19 and NHL training camp started. There was a report from The Athletic on Sunday evening stating at least three Montreal Canadiens players tested positive for COVID-19. The team and the NHL declined to comment, citing the league's COVID-19 disclosure policy. Also, related to the Canadiens, forward Max Domi is going to wait 7 to 10 days before deciding if he's going to join his teammates for training camp. He does have type 1 diabetes, and therefore at greater risk for COVID-19. And with three teammates testing positive, you'd be, um, you know, hard-pressed to believe that he will indeed be participating in training camp and in the uh, return-to-play plan. That means, you know, one of the Canadians' best players wouldn't be playing against Pittsburgh in the qualifying round and... Uh, you know, a loss would give them a 12.5% chance of adding hometown superstar in the making Alex Lafreniere with the first overall pick in the uh, upcoming 2020 NHL draft. Again, as was indicated in the NHLPA and NHL media availability on uh, Saturday, this from Darren Dreger, teams are being directed to use specific terminology in describing players absences i think he means not to use anyways beginning tomorrow so that was yesterday sunday the nhl wants clubs to use the terms not fit to play or unable to practice to explain any player's absence so hockey injury reports are going to get even murkier than before to finish off those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while know that uh, i'm a big tv guy and uh just wanted to reiterate a couple recommendations of shows that i've been watching over the last few weeks Uh, number one is halt and catch fire which was a amc show uh, that was meant to fill the void left by mad men i believe it was uh, not widely watched but very highly reviewed and i can't recommend it enough the first season 
is is the weakest of the four. But if you can get through that, uh, you'll be rewarded by seeing how uh, you know the characters develop, as well as some pretty cool uh, introductions of some old technology that we all used to use. The second show that I've been watching is Billions. Uh, really late to that one, but very much enjoying it. The uh, ongoing feud between uh, Chuck Rhodes, played by Paul Giamatti, and Bobby Axelrod, played by Damian Lewis. A great supporting cast as well. We're going to be watching the season two finale tonight, so I'm very excited about that. Other than that, we, like I said, we'll be back five days a week beginning today so again subscribe to the lockdown boston bruins podcast on your favorite podcast app to get each new episode uploaded right to your feed i also recommend you subscribe to the lockdown nhl podcast as there will be some great stuff uh, happening on there from a league-wide perspective as well so yeah that's it happy first day of camp and you know Hopefully our Bruins stay healthy and safe. And if all goes well, they'll be Stanley Cup champions in a couple months. Um, but again, a lot needs to go right for the NHL and for the Bruins in order for that to happen. And we'll get more into preview stuff uh, later on this week. So yeah, that's it. Take care, friends. Have a great Monday. Talk to you tomorrow.